Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. Are you looking to end procrastination? Are you looking to end making that to-do thing that you wanted not take a year to complete? If that's you, let's talk. I've got four ways that you can end procrastination, and you're going to come away with a lot of things that you may know, but in a new and a fresh way. Coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. Welcome all who are listening for the very first time. I'm wrapping my arms around you and giving you a big old electronic hug. Make sure that you smash that subscribe button so that way, as soon as I drop an episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety split. And those of you who have been listening for multiple times, holla, I know that you're still here. Thank you so much for listening. Spread the love. Let your community know that you've been loving this podcast. Make sure that you are subscribing if you haven't done so already another time and make sure that you're forwarding this podcast to anyone that you know who could benefit because we can only grow through word of mouth. So thank you in advance for that. Let's be friends on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Denise G. Lee, or on LinkedIn, Denise George Lee, where I will motivate, inspire, and encourage you to be the best version of who you are personally and professionally. Okay, and lastly, everything that I'm going to be talking with you about is out of my confidence, clarity, and cash. Confidence, clarity, and cash can only be found on denisegeely.com. Click the courses tab. This is where we get good and deep and honest about who we are, what we want to do, and obviously getting cash because we want to help people, but we also want to help ourselves in the process. So that's what confidence, clarity, and cash is all about. Okay, now let's talk about procrastination. Now, it's really weird with me because I, and I think you can relate to that there's some areas in our lives that if anything, we are too enthusiastic. We are enthusiastic and getting fast on our car to our final destination. We are enthusiastic on checking our email multiple times a day, even if we don't really need to check it multiple times a day. We are enthusiastic about getting confirmation on likes on our posts. But for whatever reason, we are dragging our feet when it comes to certain aspects about our business or trying to improve our life. And I think for a lot of us, we procrastinate because, and I'll get into the reasons behind it, but before I explain in detail, I think for a lot of us, we procrastinate on the things that we are really fearful and we're really, we feel as if starting the ball rolling on certain things may not end the way we want to. And the best way of not feeling disappointed is to not start at all. I remember the when I think about my time doing personal training, for example, and a lot of the people who came and working with me and I were people who literally was told by their doctor that if they didn't start some type of fitness regime, they were going to go on medication or they were going to 
Heck, they explore the possibility of having something replaced, a joint replacement of some kind, or that they were going to have some type of serious impact to life. And in order to avoid that calamity happening to them, they needed to get the help, meaning working with a personal trainer. And I see the same thing overlapping with business coaching. A lot of times I've seen a lot of people, they come for business coaching, not because they want to up their game, but because they're literally drowning and they, they're tired of not seeing any traction. And for both of those scenarios, it's all because they just got, a, they just let a bad situation go worse. And I myself, I'm guilty of it. How many times have I said to myself, oh, well, I don't have to worry about what I eat or, oh, I don't have to be as disciplined with certain aspects in my personal life with, for example, uh, dealing with anger and anxiety and just letting things just slowly (laughs) and steadily go to pot. And if that's you, I understand that I sympathize. I definitely understand where that energy of procrastination comes from. It comes from a place of apathy or despair or a place where you felt hopeless and overwhelmed. And that the only action that you could have done in your mind was inaction. And I want to let you know that it's common. It's understandable. But I want to have a conversation with you about how we want to end it. This conversation that I'm having with you is not designed for people who like the idea of making change, think change is a okay idea. If there's any kind of wishy-washiness inside you about making changes in your life, I need you to get real, get honest, And accept the fact that nothing's going to change unless you make today the day where you say where I'm at is not where I want to be. Okay, where I'm at is not where I want to be. It comes to the point where you are making the commitment to yourself. And my my class confidence, clarity, and cash, I emphasize about how you're able to be confident by tapping into that reserve that's within you and how to harness that energy, that raw positive energy that I know that's in within you and to overcome that fear, overcome those anxieties. But for the purposes of our time with one another, I have four main things about how to end that procrastination. It won't be necessarily for all, once and for all, but hopefully it will give you that jump start that I know that you need, okay? The number one tip I have is to be honest about what scares you. This is where we're going to have a talk with that inner child within you. Every one of us, okay, man, woman, however you want to identify yourselves, we have a little voice inside of ourselves that is scared out of their mind, like scared out of their mind. And it was developed either because you felt a lot of uncertainty from your childhood of origin, or perhaps you didn't have a lot of your securities met, or perhaps there was a lot of chaos and confusion. That scared little child inside of you was created 
initially to keep you safe and keep you protected. It was that little voice that told you to not have your hand hover around the hot stove. It was that little voice that told you to not speed too fast around that bended curve while driving. That little voice initially was created to help you veer away from things that could actually cause you physical or emotional harm. But now as you are trying to advance and be an entrepreneur, those tools that you learned that once kept you safe are actually hurting you. It's causing you from not taking any chances in yourself or making investments into your future. It's actually causing you to not speak up when you want to make your yes be yeses or your no's be no's. That little voice that once was a comfort and a guide and security blanket of sorts is now an albatross around your neck. And if you are t- recognizing that it is causing conflict and chaos and confusion, I want to let you know that now is a time for us to have a conversation with that little voice within ourselves and and really remind that little voice within us that we're grown-ups now, that those experiences that caused us comfort, discomfort and anxiety and confusion, they were real. You respect the fact that you went through that. We're not going to minimize it or downplay it or ignore it. And we're going to find new ways that we can protect ourselves as adults. As kids, if, when we were going through those experiences that felt scary and certain or downright frightening, we felt powerless and we felt as if if we just froze in place and we didn't see anything or we just said anything that we thought was appealing to whoever was listening, that that was the best way of doing it. But now we have more skills where adults, we can speak up our needs, we can remove ourselves from harmful situations, we can put ourselves in better situations. The world is our oyster now. And we, we didn't have that. And when we're having that conversation with that little voice inside of us, that scared little voice that just wants to stay immobilized, or in some cases, wants to lash out in anger and rage, or wants to make ourselves incredibly busy, so that we can avoid the issues that we need to face, we can have the conversation say, you are okay. You are safe now. You are more than capable. And if you have to remind yourself that 10, 20, 50 times, if you have to put sticky notes around your house, that's what you have to do. I have some more tools that I want to share with you is in my course, Confidence, Clarity, Cash. You can only find that com. Click the Courses tab where I dive into some other ways that you can nurture and self-soothe the inner child within you. But for the purposes of our time with one another, just know that it is an ongoing process. It's not a one and done thing. And understand that for a lot of us, we never knew that we could heal and comfort that scared little girl or boy that was within us okay number two is work the worst case scenario to the final conclusion have you ever had a situation where you just envision doom and gloom one of the things that i feared 
just freaking lost my mind over, to be honest with you, was that I was going to waste my money doing ads, that I was just going to get a whole bunch of junk results and it would just be money down the drain and only until I was almost bankrupt would I see any type of return on it. And I never thought myself to see the situation through the end. Because when we're future tripping, when we're thinking about all the worst case scenario, and you can think about for you what that looks like. It could be, I mentioned as for you, it could be creating social media posts. It could be set up a website. It could be spending money on products. We have these scenarios in our minds where we don't want to do anything. We procrastinate because we're envisioning all gloom and doom. Now, I w- instead of thinking about what would go wrong, I want you to pause and think to yourself, what can go right? What good things can you happen? I remember in regards to the example of running ads, I remember someone explained it to me is that you're not just spending money on ads. You're, ext- you're extending money. You're exchanging money in return for understanding your audience better. You're exchanging money to understand how to market yourself better. You will never know unless you spent the money. That's experience. Those are lessons. That's knowledge. It wasn't for waste. And that could be used for different types of marketing efforts. As an example, I want you to think right now about what you really want to do right now and then ask yourself, am I only looking at the negative? Is there an upside? Is there things that I can learn from it? And even if the worst thing happened, you lost your money or you didn't get the result, did you learn anything? And if so, what did you learn? How did it benefit from you? A lot of times when we're in this whole future tripping, things are just going to go to pot. I don't want to do that. I want to stay safe. We're always forgetting about the positive that's coming out, even from the negative, even from the things where we thought, oh, snap, I'm not going to do it. That's going to happen. There actually is some positive. So I want your mind to think about both scenarios. What are the positive? What are the good? Not just the bad. Okay. Now, number three, have accountability. I remember in the beginning of my business coaching journey, I was in this Facebook group and the the owner of the group, who was also a coach, was putting on sale some workbooks, monthly, weekly, yearly, and some other workbooks. And she was dismayed that in this group of tens of thousands of members in her group that nobody was interested in the workbooks, purchasing the work groups. And she posed the question to everyone in a poll and she said, why don't you feel that it's a value? And myself and a bunch of other people said, I just don't need the accountability. And if I was thinking about it, honestly, in perspective right now, I was desperately in needing of those work wrecks, desperately in needing of the that type of accountability, even at the basic, just having some type of tracking. Because for us as human beings, we have a tendency of overestimating or underestimating our amount of work. I don't know how I just, it's just the way we are wired as human beings. We somehow think that we'll get it all covered, but unless we actually put pen to paper and record and notate things, we miss a little things out of thing out of order. For example, I myself was working on creating my own workbook for another program that I'm creating 
And I had to go back and review things because, oh my gosh, I missed certain other details. I did not even follow my own checklist on certain things and I missed things along the way. That's what I'm talking about, where we believe that somehow we can do all this stuff by ourselves without any type of accountability, any type of checklist or something. And obviously, it doesn't have to be self self-paced. It could be through a coach. It could be through taking a program. I mentioned the my my course, Confidence, uh, Clarity, and Cash as another form of support, as another form of accountability. You have to just pick what makes sense for you in your current stage and what you're struggling with. But understand that the people who typically get further faster and not just their business in their life. They have something that's holding them accountable, something that's helping them push through those barriers. I think for a lot of us, we love to stay stuck in these habits and these routines. And we, the reason why we mess up and have all these problems is because we're ignoring all these other things we haven't put into consideration. I think about even this little little silly things as if, oh, I forgot to brand a, a, a document or I forgot to include a certain little detail on one page or whatever. Those are the little things that add up and can create some more problems down the line. That's what I'm trying to say, that we all need some form of accountability. We all need someone to help us to smooth out the rough edges and help us to be more refined in our work so that as our business grows, we can create systems and structures so that if we're sick or we're unavailable, we have something or someone that can easily pick up the ball and keep running I'm pausing right now because as I'm thinking about it even more in detail, a lot of it's our own pride. I think entrepreneurs, you know, myself included, we want to be our own boss to the point to our own detriment. We want to believe that somehow we can just do it all on our own without any help, any instruction, or we want to outsource everything to everybody and not have any accountability that way too. I think about a client many years ago I worked with and she, when we were kind of working with each other and going through all the things that she was doing, I learned that her her VA was more or less running her business, running her business. And right from creating the copy, editing the website, creating the, the, lead, the lead magnets and all the other stuff. And I asked her, I was like, what are you doing in your business? And she looked at me completely confused, completely mesmerized to the question because she just thought that she could outsource the business 100% to somebody else and just collect the money. And that's not what running a business is. There was, she had no form of accountability. She just thought she could just pay her way out and that would work. That's not how things work. I want you to understand that you need to have something or someone help you stay focused and steady on what you want to do okay and that's how we end the the procrastination when we give ourselves the power to understand that we are in charge of running our business in a way that makes sense for our overall goals okay this is really important stuff now lastly is have realistic goals now what is a realistic goal 
Now, for example, if you first start your business, unless you are a known celebrity or brand new, you cannot expect to be making millions off a jump on day one. Even if you have 5 million followers, you need a plan of action. You need something that is tangible. I think we have been fooled in this era, era of social media where we see these celebrities just hawking all sorts of junk. I remember the other day I was on uh, Yahoo and Yahoo, the, the website, and there was this uh, everybody reality TV show and she was selling these nail polishes for $20 or a bottle and they just look ugly as hell. <laughs> I don't know any other way to say it. It was just ugly cut. And she she was it was just really clear that it was a money grab for her. She wasn't really interested. It had no real tangible connection to who her brand image or what she was doing and it was just her hawking products. And I see this a lot with a lot of newbie entrepreneurs that come to the space where they think of their very the celebrity that they love or someone reality TV show and they think, well, if they can do it, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it overnight instantly. And if it doesn't happen within 40 days or whatever, I'm just going to pack up and just quit. (laughs) It's crazy. But I think for all of us, we are comparing ourselves to someone that we admire and think that if they can do it, I should be able to receive the same amount of results in the same amount of time frame. That's just not how it works. When I mean about creating a realistic goal, I mean having something that is tangible, that you can bite off and chew, that it's something that you can just do right now and be okay with that, okay? And if it doesn't go well in the way that you want it, then you've got plan B, okay? That's basically what I'm talking about. Having a plan that you know that you can do within a certain amount of time frame and it's not going to overwhelm you and it's not going to exhaust you. For example, I'll give you a base. I'll give you a personal example. I'll give you a professional example. Personal example is I'm going to make a commitment that I'm going to go walk every day for at least 10 minutes a day for seven days. Okay. Now, unless you live in a war zone, I think all of us can squeeze out a 10 minute walk. Even if it's raining, go grab an umbrella, put on your rainbows, go walk, okay? You can do that. A professional example, you can be able to write one email a week. That's not overwhelming. I'm not asking you to write a novel. I'm asking you to write one professional email that you send out to your list once a week, okay? If you haven't done so already, just go ahead and do that (laughs) so that you stay relevant and top of mind with your community. That's what I'm talking about, creating a realistic goal. You are just doing something that just makes sense for you, that's practical, that's reasonable, that's not overwhelming, that you can just accomplish. Don't overwhelm yourself in saying, okay, I'm going to lose 20 pounds by next week. When we all know that it's impractical to lose even heck five pounds within a week. Losing a pound a day is not realistic. Losing a pound a week is realistic. Think about your business. You're not going to expect to make $10 million plus in gross in profits every month. That's not realistic. Pair back based on your list size, based on your what you're selling, what is realistic that you can sell per month. Okay. And then you can scale upwards depending on the results that you get 
every single day. That's what I'm talking about, creating something realistic. I think for a lot of us, we have just gone from what's realistic to insane based on what we see other people doing. And that's just not helpful at all to ourselves or anybody else, okay? We're not doing anything good for ourselves by trying to be over-realistic about what is capable. So that's why I want you to ask yourself, within a certain amount of time, a week or so, what is realistic? I talk a lot about in my my course about in creating realistic goals of my confidence, clarity, and cash can only find that on DeniseGLee.com. Click the courses tab about what you can do that's creating a realistic business plan based on where you're at. Well, let's review what we talked about. Four ways to end procrastinations. Number one, be honest about what scares you. Talk with that little inner child within you that wants to go either extreme in terms of do everything all at once or not do anything at all and ask them like what scares you what terrifies you a lot of it's clicked in with our past where we didn't feel loved or supported and we rush to either extremes where we do everything all at once and don't depend on anybody or we do nothing at all that's where we have the conversation remind ourselves that we are adult we are more than capable of doing what we want to achieve now Number two is work the worst case scenario to its its fun, final conclusion. I mentioned that my ad experience, but you can think about what happens if things don't go wrong. Ha- what have you learned? What are the positive? What's the upside? First, a lot of reasons we just stop thinking about the positive because there's a lot of positive, even when things don't go well. Number three is have accountability. Do not believe that you are a lone soldier doing this all by yourself. You can recruit the help of a business coach. You can uh, get a course, get a plan, do something that will help you stay accountable. And lastly, create realistic goals. What can you do today that makes sense for you and you alone? Okay. Well, what did I share that really clicked in your mind? And like, oh, I didn't realize that. Let me know. Send me a message. Hello at DeniseGLee.com. Love to hear from you. And if you really love this episode, make sure that you forward it to someone else. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.